You have a question for our friend Bob Bertog, 312-981-7200. It seems crazy. It's the 2nd of March, but here we are already thinking about our lawns, our plants, our shrubs, our, our trees, stuff like that. Bob, welcome back to the show. How are you? Thanks, John. Doing well. How are you? I mowed my lawn twice already. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, I'm lying, but wow, I sure want to. Um, Bob, I saw in a local publication that you can start patch seeding, put a little dirt and mulch or something on top of it and some grass seeds and get it going. What do you think of that? I disagree with that. Still a little early. There's nothing to say we're not going to get a, a good hard freeze. Well, I mean, you can look at a long-range forecast and it says no, but the last thing you want is for those seeds to crack and germinate, and then they're going to have a little tender seedling. If it gets too cold, they'll just die. Then you, I guess there's no harm in it, but you are wasting money and effort, huh? Well, money, yeah, but the effort you could, when you said prep it, you could get the areas prepped and, you know, get some topsoil and level them off it, but don't, it's too early to put the seed down. Okay. Hey, maybe I'll do that. I'll, maybe I'll get a, a pile of dirt delivered to my house and, and then have my wife kind of push that around the yard and kind of even out the spots, that sort of thing. Hey, somebody's got to direct traffic, right? But I do like that idea. I mean, can I do that if it's a 60-degree weekend or something like that? Absolutely. And you can even out the lawn, but the low spots, you can rake in some topsoil. You're a step ahead for when you start to put the seed down. I started pulling some weeds. You know, my lawn has some stuff that I'm going to call grass. And then some other things that, I don't know if it was crabgrass or what it is, but they turned like brown, white, they look dead. Um, And they're all kind of intermixed. And... I'm wondering, are those things that look like they're dead going to come back? Do you know what I'm talking about? It, well, it, there's a couple of things out there. It could be bent grass, which will come back, but some people don't like how that looks. If it's crabgrass, that will not come back, and it could be annual poa, which will not come back either. But if it browns out, there are uh, I'm not in the dead trivia species that will brown out for the winter, but... Uh, most of them, usually it's crabgrass or annual poa, which will not come back. So really? Crabgrass crab grass will... Dies in the first frost. Really? But, but does it have seeds in the ground? Isn't it going to reproduce? Yep. Yes, the seeds are already in the ground, but that's why it's important with your first application of fertilizer to put down a pre-emergent crabgrass control because then those weeds or those seeds won't germinate. However, it's important also to remember that if you're going to do spring seeding, the pre-emergent Crabgrass control will also prevent your good seed from germinating as well. So it depends how bad it was last year. You know, if you think you're going to have to reseed this year, don't put down the pre-emergent because you can always treat crabgrass with a post-emergent once it once it germinates. That's what I prefer to have people do because otherwise you're just looking at a patch of dirt and nothing's going to grow there because you have done a herbicide. I don't know that. I thought I'd go ahead and put that stuff to kill the crabgrass down, pre-emergent. Let's not even give it a chance to come up. And then I just throw a little dirt on there and some grass seed. But the thing that keeps the crab's grass from coming up is going to keep my regular grass from growing? Said perfectly, yes. That's correct. Well, that's a big fat bummer because I bet my lawn is 50-50 regular grass to crabgrass. Then I would, I would honestly, I would reseed it and not use a pre-emergent. And then when the crabgrass starts to germinate, usually in June, this year, who knows? It might start in April. It's going to be so warm. But typically, you start seeing the tillers come in around June, and then you just use a post-emergent. And the thing about, again, like everything else, I say more is not better because the post-emergent crabgrass control, it takes more than one or two days. Like dandelions, when you spray them, they're wilted over in two days. 
Crabgrass takes at least a week or two weeks before it melts away. It's slowly, it's a slow process for crabgrass. So don't don't overapply a post-emergent herbicide. Follow the directions. Okay, so I'm going to um, maybe dig out that uh, those spots where the crabgrass is, and then I'm going to put regular grass seed down there, and then uh, and then it's going to start growing grass. But oh wait, here comes, the, and I'm going to put a a post-emergent uh, crabgrass killer thing on there. Uh, but will that fight with my grass seeds that are in the dirt then? You want you you want that grass seed once it germinates to be established at least two mowings before you put down any type of herbicide. Wow, wow. So that's probably going to be four to five weeks, but okay. you're still going to be ahead of the crabgrass. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then these other things that are popping up, these bulbs and these kind of uh, perennial things uh, around my yard, uh, I'm rooting them on. They seem to be surviving so far, but I guess if we had a uh, killer frost, um, it wouldn't kill the plant, but it would minimize what I'm going to get this year, right? Yeah, it would probably. If you a frost, they might survive, but the, if you get a hard freeze, it's going to knock those petals off. And you're going to lose the flower, and then same thing too. Now tonight, we can't, or tomorrow, the weatherman can't seem to get a consensus here. I've heard anywhere from a half an inch of snow to ten inches of snow. So if you get 10 inches of snow over the flowering bulb, it's going to probably not do so hot because it's waiting for sunlight. The flowers like the sunlight. My idea was to put some mulch on all of that stuff, kind of bury it, kind of tuck it in. And last week you said that was a bad idea, right? Well, sure, because that just makes it warmer. It's just going to continue to thrive. Oh, yeah, right. warmer right. outside. Yeah. Well, so I thought it was like an electric blankie and it would keep it from <laughs> suffering, but it's just going to make things worse because it's going to grow more and and then suffer more when the cold comes, huh? Correct. I'm looking at what the 10-day temperatures are in Chicago, at least according to an app on my phone. And for the next 10 days, every day it's going to get above 32, some days almost 60, and rarely will it get below 32. But we could have something happen in the middle of uh, March, right? That's true. And, it, you know, we've had frost as late as Memorial Day. And if it's a killer frost, it's like people... A lot of people jumped the gun a little on putting in their spring or summer annuals, and they they're if they're tender, they're not going to survive a hard frost. Okay, here's some questions for Bob Bertog. 312-981-7200. Jump on the phone. He's here for about uh, seven more minutes. You can get in. The texters say, hey, Bob, when's the best time to put down crabgrass treatment? Well, you've addressed that. You can, it depends on if you want a pre-emergent or post, but if you want to wait until... After you've already planted your grass, wait for two mowings. After you've your new grass is growing in in those spots, and then use the post-emergent, right? Correct. Look at me. 630 says, uh, John, I did see a guy the other day mowing his lawn in Geneva. <laughs> um, I've been raking up some stuff, Bob. You know, just kind of rooting around the yard and the bushes and pulling leaves out and sticks. What do you think of that? That's fine to do, and actually what when you break it up in the spring, it's going to actually stimulate the grass because it's going to get the juices flowing, So, and then you're going to open up the thatch layer to uh, sunlight. Water's going to get in there. We've had plenty of rain. We're actually an inch and three-quarters over what we normally have for really? precipitation this time of year. Yeah, it's just it hasn't been in the form of snow, but we've had enough precipitation. We're, I should Let me back up. We're still behind from last season. But as far as if we look from a January 1st going into 2023, we're actually ahead of schedule for precipitation. Uh, what is a post-emergent product? 
Oh, God, there's a million of them. Just, uh, you can just Google it. Okay, but I mean, it's uh, it would be Scots, right, for instance, and then literally post-emergent? Most, it's it's not going to be part of your Scots Step 4 program. Oh. And, mo- and most of your granular weed killers will not take care of crabgrass. You're going to have to use a liquid. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to Google liquid post-emergent product that Bob said I should get. For crabgrass control, right. Crabgrass control. And then it'll give me a name and a number of products. It should. And, uh, again, you are not. You don't even have to write this down, but quinclorid is the active ingredient that kills the crabgrass. But just there's a claim out there, the shelf life name. I don't know. I use uh, commercial products that are golf course products. They're not available at your local garden center. So... Google it, and you'll find something that's available at the local garden center. 773 said, my tulips are already coming up. Anything I can do to make them make sure they survive? Uh, we've answered that. I think the answer is no. It's no. If, it's, if you're supposed to get a lot of snow, though, tomorrow, maybe put a cone over them or something. Otherwise, they are going to get crushed. No, well, right. that's not. Uh, people do that with their roses, right? Uh, they cover yeah, the roses. And they're going to find out probably. I'm not a big fan of covering the roses with the styrofoam cones because... When you have a winter like we've had now, it's even warmer underneath those cones. So you don't know if you're harboring mold or anything. That's why I prefer just to mulch them at the base of the plant and uh, crown it with some leaf mulch. Mike, you're on with uh, Bob Bertog. What can we do for you, Mike? You're on WGN. Hi there. Uh, I've got some Gila boards that I bought at a store, and I'm hardening them off right now. But would like to know uh, if it's safe to go ahead and plant them anytime soon. What are those? Helabores, the Lenten rose, uh, are sometimes they're called. So a rose bush. H-E-L-L-E-B-O-R-E-S, helabores. Yeah. They're, they're actually really pretty, and we just posted, maybe you saw our post on Facebook, we just posted uh, that flower on Facebook. But I would still oh, wait no, for planting something that's tender. Wait, you said start okay. or wait? Start or wait? I would wait. When, is when still, would you... Go ahead. It it is just you got to remember it is still this March third. This is this weather is not normal, so I would I would let it warm up a little bit more, especially if they're new and tender. I would you know let Mother Nature flush this out of her system and then wait till April. April, okay. I hope that helps. Good luck, Mike. Question for your guest seven zero eight says: Should it be a concern that my fifty year old maple trees still have some? dried-looking leaves on them. Yes. I would be very concerned if it's a maple. Why? What's that all about? They, sh- they should be completely defoliated. Right now, you still have some oak trees that have their leaves on them, and they they fall off when the new uh, the new leaves push out. But a maple, it's indicative of there's something else going on. That whole limb might be dead. If it's the whole tree, definitely get an arborist out there. But if it's just one limb, it might be a localized issue with either... A fracture, maybe it's got in a in a windstorm. I, you know, there's a million things it could be, but it, if it's a maple tree and it's still holding its leaves, that's not a good sign. I saw buds in my maple trees already. Is that possible? They're, they're absolutely. They're ready to pop. So nothing I can do about that, but that's not a bad thing either. Just, uh, I mean, heck, if it stays warm and we get all this rain, those trees are going to look great this year, right? They should. The only problem is what we talked about last time is the the, uh, the flowering trees. They're not going to have any of the pollinators. So some of your fruit trees, like oh, yeah. the apple trees and stuff, because the, the bees aren't coming out of hibernation just yet. And if you get an early bloom and then and you can't get any cross-pollination, it, 
it could affect the yield and the crops and the flowering later. Steve, you're on WGN Radio with uh, Bob Bertog. What can we do for you, Steve? Hi, uh, just a quick question. So my neighbors don't take care of their yard whatsoever. I, I'm in, I get all the runoff of their creeping, Charlie. It, like, infests my backyard. I can't put herbicide down in my backyard because I have two dogs, and I don't want my dogs to get sick. Any suggestions what I can do? Well, if you want to stake off the area and keep the dogs out, and if the herbicide, if you do spray it, it'll translocate back to the plant that is on the other side in your neighbor's yard. So it should oh, go all the way back to the base of the plant. But the other thing, too, and I'm not advocating to spray and then let your dogs go out there, but typically the way that the herbicides work, it goes after chlorophyll in the plant more than it would. You know, I'm not advocating for dogs to go and eat right after you put down a herbicide, but if you can keep them out of the area for a day or two, it would be fine then to take down the fence. No kidding. You think that um, if you put down the thing that's going to kill that creeping Charlie, it would only be a concern for the dogs for a couple of days? Yeah, because of the way the science behind it is, is that it disrupts the uh, the chlorophyll in the plant. And, you know, most human beings are not made up of a lot of chlorophyll. So, and again, I'm not advocating to go and mess around when you do a herbicide. Definitely stay off of it the treated area for at least two or three hours. If you're worried about the dogs, make it two or three days. 630 says, what's the best way to level my lawn? I got bumps all over, large enough to roll an ankle. How do you how do you do that? Top dress it with topsoil and feather it into the existing grade. Okay, and but I mean, of- I get the point. Uh, uh, there's a million little divots in a lawn, and if it's one of those bumpy, rolly things, uh, I, g- I guess between the rain it'll all sort of find a, a, a level place, right? That's correct. It'll, it'll even itself out. And one thing I, I, I would never recommend rolling it without seeing it first, but rolling it will only actually make it worse. Hmm, interesting. And uh, I get that, though. So don't, don't stress it. Just get the dirt on there, and it'll eventually find the divots, huh? That's correct. How about that? Bob Bertog joining us again from... Bertog Landscape Company in Wheeling. He's a certified landscape pro. Hey, Bob, I'll keep calling you. Thanks for your help today. Okay. Thanks, John. Have a good day.